All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. I'm your host. Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of the narrow path of the righteous. The most I put it on my spirit to speak on generational curses. We are going to take a deep dive into the topic of generational curses and how the actions and mindsets of our parents, grandparents, and our ancestors have had long lasting effects on us up to this day. We are going to take a deep dive into how our actions and mindsets have been affected by our parents, grandparents, and ancestors. When we examine a generational curse, It is important to look at it from the stance of the Most High and look at it from the stance of the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. It's important that we understand that not every family is going to have the same situations or same hurdles or same setbacks or same generational curses as another family. In fact, you might have a family that has been practicing the laws, the statutes, and the commandments and keeping the customs of the Most High for several generations. And they themselves have not experienced what a family that has forsaken the laws, the statutes, and the commandments of the Most High has gone through. So we must be aware, we must acknowledge, we must recognize, and we must understand that there is a difference. That these generational curses are not the same for every single family. Some to a greater degree and some to a lesser degree and some don't even experience them. 
What's important is that we're real with ourselves. That we begin to continue to unravel the layers of deception that we've been indoctrinated into by this Babylonian system, by this world net, this web that has gone 100% against the Most High and has gone 100% against righteousness. A Babylonian system that is meant to destroy men and women and destroy their future seed and lineage. The system does not want your children to be righteous. The system does not want your children to walk with the Most High and the Most High only. The system does not want your children following the laws, the statutes, and the commandments and knowing who they are. This system was built for deception, for division. The system is built off manipulation. The system can only give you calamity. The system is not genuine. In fact, the system, when you compare it to the creation of the Most High, it's not even real. It's a smokescreen. We weren't meant to live the way that we live in this Babylonian system. Many brothers and sisters of the Most High are waking up to this truth. The ones that have already been in this truth for years, for decades, have been working tirelessly to wake up family and friends. And now we are at a point in the judgments, in the prophecies, where the masses are waking up. Where people are looking for more, they're searching. People are seeing that this Babylonian system has done nothing for them except give them calamity and confusion, death, and destruction. This Babylonian system takes and takes and takes until it has taken your whole entire soul. This Babylonian system takes an inch and then once you give it a foot, it takes a whole mile. Generational curses are passed down because our people die for lack of knowledge. We know this. We know that the Most High is in control of good and evil. So a generational curse is only given to a family lineage if that family lineage continues to rebel against the Most High time and time again. We know that the blessings are only given to individuals or family lineages 
that are following and obeying the Most High with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul, all their spirit. That's the difference. One of the biggest lessons, one of the most eye-opening and most obvious lessons that many of us don't even take into consideration or look very deep into is the notion of equality. The brother Edgar Mendix, the righteous brother, has had numerous lessons. Lessons that help you see the truth and help you understand that we are not equal, that no two men are equal. We are all built the same. We are all unique. We all have our own characteristics that the Most High blessed and gifted us with. One person may be very talented in one area, whereas the other person isn't as talented and vice versa. One person has a certain thought process while the other doesn't. So the whole notion of equality was given to you by Babylon. The whole notion of equality was given to you so that you don't know who you are. You don't investigate who you are in terms of your connection to the Most High. Because the cloud, the thick cloud of deception is so deep. It's so thick that it's hard for people to sift through it. To see clearly. You have people who claim to be Israelites. Claiming that only the Israelites will have salvation. And that all the other nations will fall. Which is completely incorrect. And it's completely made up deception. Yes, the Most High has has a, a chosen nation but the most high made everyone every nation is made by the most high it's just simply that a specific nation was meant to teach righteousness because that's in our spirit that's a vibration that we have So no two people are equal. If you are listening to this podcast and you're searching and you're seeking the most high and you want to live a righteous and virtuous life as a man or a woman, you have different vibrations. You have a different connection to the most high. You've, you think and feel the world differently. You examine the world differently. You want the best for people. You want nothing to do with Babylon. You're only in Babylon for the time being because you know that we are being held under curses of our ancestors and that it takes a collective change. And we know it's going to just take the time when the Most High is ready to take us up out of Babylon. But other than that, you hate this captivity. You You despise this vile and wicked system. You warn everybody that you can, your family, your friends, whoever's in your life. 
because you understand that it is your duty and ultimately you understand that you're set apart so how are you equal to somebody who loves babylon loves chasing money loves chasing wealth doesn't care about people being poor gives the excuse oh you got to work hard oh it's it's this type of society you just got to work hard only caring about themselves that's the type of are you equal to somebody like that when you know it's your duty as a righteous man or a woman to help out whoever you can give what you can are you equal to somebody like that are you equal to somebody who loves vaccines and loves wearing a mask and loves this government and loves politics are you equal to them when you want nothing to do with it when you don't even partake in any of that are you equal to that person When you start waking up to the most high, when you start waking up to righteousness, that's when you start examining your life. First, it begins with you because the most high has to walk directly with you. You have to establish in a relationship with the most high directly for you to even change. You have to be in solitude. You have to be alone. You got to be able to be comfortable in your own skin so that the most high can work with you. You can't have a million distractions around family, friends, co-workers, anybody in your life. You can't have any distractions of people or Babylon because you'll never get to the point in which the most high needs you in order for you to walk onto the narrow path of the righteous. The most high can't deal with you if you're one foot in and one foot off the narrow path of the righteous. The most high won't deal with you if you aren't in repentance and not wanting to change. You see, once you start looking in the mirror, you start understanding the areas that you need to change. And then once you get to a certain point in your walk with the most high in righteousness, because it comes a point where change is scary to a lot. It's intimidating. It can be exhausting. It's it can be a lonely road. But that's because you are shedding your own your old self and you're being reborn. And once you make it through this phase, no matter how long it takes you, it may take some people longer than others, it doesn't matter. As long as you get through this phase, you will be blessed with wisdom, knowledge and understanding. The most high will bless you with confidence to be able to look into the scripture and decipher it. Just pray to the Most High. Make the Most High your teacher and your only real teacher. Pray to the Most High. Of course, there's going to be men and women who teach, who are there in good good spirits and want people to do right and are doing the work of the Most High. But at the end of the day, these men and women are always going to tell you, do the studying for yourself, self-study don't depend on me to save you. That is the difference between somebody who's righteous and someone who is exalting themselves. That's the whole point of us sharing our experiences and supporting one another and warning each other, just like Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9 says. You're supposed to warn each other. And then we take those experiences, we take those lessons from the people that we learn, and we pray to the Most High to reveal to us any missing elements, any deception.
See, Babylon wants to let you, wants to convince you that we're all equal. So that if somebody partakes in wickedness, the masses partake in wickedness, they're going to say the majority rules, right? So with them, it's okay. Even if deep down, their gut instinct is telling them that, okay, maybe I should look into this. Maybe this is kind of off. But most people don't have the wherewithal or the mindset or the strength to go against the majority, to go against the grain, to go against Babylon. Most people are comfortable in the situation that they're in. In fact, most people are cowardly. We've gotten to a point where we've been so dumbed down that we've been made numb. That the vast majority of people can, are just, they're, they're walking zombies, they're dead. They're dead inside, they have no soul, they have no spirit. So Babylon is going to continue to teach us that we're all equal and continue to deceive us. And therefore, we're going to continue to receive curses, curses that can become generational, depending on how long you live a certain way. Because we have to remember that the Most High is a merciful God. That the Most High will forgive. That the Most High is kind and loving and righteous. We aren't going to view this topic from the lens of Christianity or any religious stance because. In Christianity and in religion, they love to use this generational curse term, but they're never going to deep dive. They're never going to discuss Deuteronomy. They're never going to discuss our ancestors. They're never going to discuss the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. They're going to give it to you in the gospel format. So this is a forewarning. This has nothing to do with any rebellious religion or any wicked idols. We're talking from the stance of the Most High and the Most High only. We are going to view this topic from the lens of our ancestors and how our actions of the past and the presence present went against and continue to go against the laws, the statutes and the commandments of the most high. Think about it. How big are these religions, these, these church systems? There's a reason why we have mega churches and so many pastors, preachers, priests, popes. But yet the world continues to fall into chaos. What is that? What does that tell you? Are these people genuine? Are these people changing anything? Or are the masses continually, generation after generation, experiencing curses and getting into worse situations? Explain how the children of Israel and these other nations 
have changed their positions and gotten better. When we can see the suffering here in the United Snakes of America, we can see it, especially over in Africa. And the Most High has begun to really open my eyes to viewing everything in an objective manner. See, the brother Yalak Emmett has opened up my eyes in a sense that I look at things differently now. I look at the deception of what I was taught. And how I have lived and why curses are still upon my family lineage. Because of the things that I was told without seeking the Most High. Without, without studying for myself. When we can look at the continent of Africa... And have Israelites call Africans Hamites and Gentiles and basically worthless, traitors, whatever it may be. See, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be any type of expert. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have all the answers. I have never in any of my podcasts said I was a genius or have mastered the Torah Tanakh or have mastered a righteous life. I'm just giving you my life experiences from my heart and my soul and my mind. Whatever the Most High puts on my spirit to speak on, I speak on it. So, I do not pretend to be an expert, but my soul and my spirit has brought me to believe that there's more to Africa than we think. And shout out to the brother Yalak Emmett for using that objective mindset in questioning everything. We already know that we are to look for the Torah within the Torah, right? That we are not to lean on the stories, right? Because the stories, when you read the Torah, when you really study the Torah and you really pray to the Most High to be your teacher, the Most High will reveal things to you if you're following the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and you're living righteously. The Most High will reveal things to your spirit. I'm at a point where I've grown so much in such a short amount of time that I'm able to take my emotions out of every aspect of my life and look at everything from a logical stance, from a righteous stance. And I no longer lean on the stories of the Torah or the Tanakh. I don't lean on those stories to guide me. I don't worship the Torah Tanakh. I worship the Most High. And I know the righteousness is within the book. It's the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. It's how we govern ourselves. How It's how we live. It's how we learn from the mistakes. This is not to say that the stories don't have importance to it. There's not to say that these stories don't have truth to it. But the amount of deception has created a cloud. Even within the Old Testament and the Torah. You start to realize this the more you read it. The more things just don't make sense. And I'm not going to deep dive into that like the brother Yolakat does because he has done much more research. The brother Edgar's done much more research. They've had much more life experiences than me. These brothers are older. These brothers, I respect them because I respect those that are older and especially have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. They don't even pretend to know everything. If you're really searching for the most high, you're going to search in every nook and cranny. I want the best for my family. 
I desire a righteous life and I want the best for my friends as well and those in my life. No matter what kind of history, what we've gone through, any arguments or setbacks, or any, if you've been in my life, I want the best for you. Even if you've done me wrong. But what I mean by that is that I still live a righteous life. So if you've done me wrong and I had to cut you off, there was a reason. I may not forgive you. I don't turn the other cheek like a Christian. I don't have to do that. What I mean is that I want the best for you in the fact that everybody deserves to know the truth. Everybody deserves to have an opportunity to repent to the Most High. And change their lives. I desire to break these generational curses from not only my family, my friends, but myself. And when you examine where we are in today's world, it's so obvious to me where we where the deception is coming from and why things have not improved. It's because we continue to partake in the same wicked acts that the Most High warned us against warned our ancestors against. We continue to live vile lives and question why bad things happen to us. Why things have not changed here in America. My people die for lack of knowledge. One of the most important scripts verses in the in the Torah Tanakh for me. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 it's because it's so straight to the point and it's so real our ancestors trusted in the systems of other nations when they were warned against it the most I didn't even want us intermingling with other nations because they worshipped and prostrated to other gods. So when we took that upon ourselves to do the same, speaking of the children of Israel, speaking of the chosen, we were punished because we continued to pass that down to our children and our children passed it down to their children and vice versa and so on and so forth. And here we are. In a society that is literally crumbling from the top down. And even from the bottom up. See, I live here in the United Snakes of America with three Ks. And I understand that America's being judged and we are going through the prophecies. But I also recognize that this is a worldwide thing. And not only will just America be punished, but so will the rest of the world. All these wicked nations, all of the nations, leaders and elite who have br brought so much deception upon the masses and have trapped the masses and have stolen their souls. With people really thinking that we're going to quote unquote get back to normal. 
they love to say, oh, once things die down or once this is over, what's over? What do you mean this is over? How can you not see that what you're living in is destruction and it's death and it's vile and it's wicked? You know, I'm at the point where I believe that the majority of people know what's going on, know something's off. Even those who don't believe in the Most High, even those who are worshiping other gods and other religions. Deep down, the Most High has brought the people to a halt. The Most High is is getting people time to repent and look and see, okay, wait a minute, what is really going on right now? Why are things like this? And these curses extend to every nation. It's very rare that you're going to see many people that you know in your inner circle who are most high only in following the laws, the statutes, the commandments. It's very rare. You're really only going to be able to get that by breaking it yourself. And that's the mission that I'm on. That's the goal that I have for my life. To give my children a start in life that I didn't have, that my father didn't have, that his father didn't have. So that my children can be righteous and they do not die for lack of knowledge. That they can actually live out the creation of the Most High and enjoy every aspect of this life. That is my life goal, is to work towards the righteousness of the Most High. And so I vowed to myself to break these generational curses so that my children don't have to one day question my actions. Most High sends vibrations to the righteous. Vibrations in the sense that you are aware that you are set apart from the vast majority of the masses. Even your own family, your friends. You think differently. You look at the world differently. You examine things differently. You question things. You maneuver differently. You're not gullible or as gullible. And that was a great lesson from the brother Paul Davis on the vibration that we are all feeling. You feel it in your spirit, man. I feel it in my spirit every day. That the Most High is near, the Most High is here, the Most High is working on those judgments and the prophecies are underway. You feel it. There's, it's undeniable, man. When you have a relationship with the Most High, the things that you experience are unique to you. But there is one common denominator that we all have is that vibration. Your soul is fulfilled when you're around somebody who's seeking the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and who's seeking to live a righteous life. Your soul is fulfilled. 
that's one reason why I struggled at the beginning of coming into the truth of the Most High and seeking righteousness is because I have love for my friends. I have love for my family. These people have helped shape me through my experiences and my memories with them into the man I am today. I take the good, the bad, the ugly with every relationship. And I appreciate people. I love being around people. Anybody who knows me can vouch for that. That's why I've been in customer service my whole life. I love working with people. I love helping people. I love helping solve, solve problems. I love meeting people. But when I began this walk on the narrow path of the righteous, it was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. I was, I myself was egotistical at points. I myself was stubborn at points. I myself was negative at points. I almost went and took the approach of, okay, I got to cut off all these people, do all this. Not necessarily. Of course, the ones who mock the most high and curse the most high and do their best to throw you off course. Of course, there's no need for them to be in your life. No matter how long they are, no, no matter how long you've known them or whether they're friends or family. I've already done that with people in my life that have cursed the most high and said, have mocked me or mocked the most high. Those people are not a part of my life anymore. And those people were revealed to me by the most high to be people that want to see my downfall. Whereas I have friends who just don't have that information, family that just doesn't have that information. So when I began, you know, I, I went to the extreme, you know, because it was as if the changes that the most high had given to me were almost so shocking to me at first, because when you put yourself around people after coming into the truth of the most highs, like for me personally, there's certain conversations that I can't have with people anymore. There's certain activities that I cannot partake with people anymore. And that's because I know the truth behind them. I know how destructive they are. And I know, most importantly, how much of a waste of time they are. When time is of the essence. When people's lives are on the line. So for me, I did take that to the extreme, but I'm thankful that I have set up and I've realized that the vibrations that I get from the most high have allowed me to set up boundaries with people, have allowed me to control my time and not feel guilty for it, have allowed me to still try to help people and be there for them. And I'm thankful to the most high for that because not many people are going to get this vibration. Not many people are going to fully come into the truth. It's one thing to say, oh, I know a few things about the government. I know what they did here and there. But the only real truth is the most high. That is a real truther. If somebody's giving you the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and telling you to seek the most high as your only teacher, to learn for yourself, to learn from my mistakes, to learn from my experiences, that's a truther. You know, people are going to say they're truthers, but they're going to be talking about topics that are not even important or vital to what is about to go on, what is ahead of us, because we're in for a wicked ride. Collectively, Babylon is in for a very wicked ride, and the ride has just started ascending. 
We haven't even hit the plateau of anything yet. This, this is months away, years away. But we know it's close. So for me to do the things that I used to do and think the way I think, used to think is impossible because I'm vibrating much different. My spirit, my soul are thinking much different. When you choose to live this way, your life changes. When you are chosen by the Most High and you make the decision to step into your destiny and follow the Most High, you will begin to realize that everything around you needs to change. You'll begin to notice instantly areas in your own life and the lives of your family that needs immediate change. See, these are the generational curses. I, I myself, my father, is from Nigeria. He grew up poor. Didn't have much, but he had parents that worked hard. His own father was holistic and into medicine. In fact, the town, the people of the tribe, the towns came to my grandpa for advice and for healing. So the humble beginnings of my father and what he went through taught me a lot because I still see the curses on my family back home in Nigeria. My dad, in his 60s, still working long shifts as an RN, as a registered nurse. When he should be winding it down and looking to retirement, he's easily 10, 15 years away from that. With all of the responsibility that he has, if it was just him, my dad could have been retired 10, 15 years ago. But the responsibility that he has back home with seeing that his family was so large. See, my grandpa had three wives and 16 children. And my dad is close with about 10 to 11 of them and takes care of the vast majority of them where they don't have opportunity back home in Nigeria, where they don't have jobs back, con con consistent jobs back home in, in Nigeria, where he has to send the money for food medicine, clothing, shelter, constantly. And I ask myself, I think about it, the older I get, I'm like, do we as a people ever realize or wonder why things are this way? Why are we consistently struggling? Why is our whole family lineage struggling? And the more and more I used to, I put the pieces together and the most I continue to show me and teach me and guide me and direct me, the more I realize that we are under generational curses. And I can speak on that confidently because my father is into Christianity. My father prays, prays to a deity, a demigod, a Jesus. My father is brainwashed and he has curses on him. 
because we know anyone who worships any other gods is cursed by the Most High. That is, an, that is a generational curse. Is that... My father wasn't given that guidance. I can't speak much on my grandpa because my dad doesn't go too deep into stories of my grandpa. Even he was separated from his own father when he was young. And by the time my dad went off to university, a few years after that, his own father had died. So my dad only really had his dad in his life for approximately 24, 25 years. Majority of his childhood, he was away, especially when my dad's sister died. The one he was very, very close to, she died at a very young age. And that tore my dad apart. That changed him. My dad stopped talking. He stopped eating. He stopped interacting with the family to the point where he had to be sent off. And so these things pain me to talk about. Because I see the suffering of my people. I see the pain of my people and you feel helpless. Because you know you're in Babylon. And it was meant this way. To destroy your people. To have them die for lack of knowledge. And for my dad to come to America. And look for. The quote unquote American dream. It's led him astray. It's led him deeply into idolatry. Deeply into believing in the government. And I feel in my heart, it's even much harder for somebody who is older, especially from these African countries who come over here with the hopes of a better life for their family, for them to get out of these curses, to get out of this, this brainwash. And I'm doing my absolute best to try to wake my dad up, to warn him, to love him and to honor him. But to also be real with him. It's like it comes a time when enough is enough. When you've gone through so much turmoil and so much trauma and so much curses and so much setback that you have to question whether what you're doing is right. We already know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome. So in terms of generational curses, breaking of commandments brings that. Worshiping other gods brings that. How do we expect anything to change if we continue living the same way? Worshiping Jesus, what has that demigod done for you? I don't care what country or continent you live in what has that demigod done for anyone other than racking billions for the wicked elite who push and proper propagandize that what has that wicked deity done for anyone who has that wicked deity saved That deity and that worship of that God has only brought calamity. It's only brought strife and destruction.
And that's why we continue to see and witness generational curses occur within ourselves and within our family, within our lineage. That's why my father and his side have not been given a break. continue to live poor, to continue to live desolate. To continue to die for lack of knowledge. Worshipping other gods and putting man first for their salvation. Believing in the government, believing in politics, believing in this and that. Has brought us nothing but destruction. And I thank the Most High every day for bringing me up out of this and opening my eyes to this destruction, to all of the stuff that we're going through as a people. And I have a long way to go. This is a lifelong journey. There's certain experiences that I have yet to go through because the Most High hasn't shown them to me. I haven't gone through them yet. There's certain people that I have yet to meet. Because the Most High will let me meet them when the Most High deems I'm ready to. So I know that this is a lifelong journey, a lifelong experience, and it's never going to end. This righteous work is never going to end. This is a vow that I've made to the Most High. To break these generational curses and live by righteousness. The same thing is on my mom's side. See, I have a viewpoint from two different worlds. With my father born in Nigeria and my mother born in the south side of Chicago. Growing up in ghettos, growing up around gang violence, her own brother was shot and killed after a disagreement, after a football game. My own uncle that I never had the opportunity to meet was a star running back, a star athlete with offers, college offers, was killed over nonsense. Another one of my uncles that I grew up with very, very close to, Jabari, didn't have the guidance. in life and was led astray and I remember specifically growing up always looking up to Jabari he was athletic he was tall he was funny and the thing is that he loved me he took me under his wing like a little brother and he was much older than me at least six to eight to ten years older than me. But he always showed me love and he always was open with me. And I just remember nights going to Chicago when my family stood together and how much turmoil I experienced just holding my mom or dad's hand when we were walking down an alley or walking somewhere because you'd hear fire, you'd hear gunshots off in the distance. being told not to go here at this time of night or not to go this part of the neighborhood. 
even remember staying in Jabari's room and seeing a gun on the dresser. And I always just, it just never sat right with me. I was always confused about that because my parents had worked to move me and my brother out of St. Paul, out of a, a bad neighborhood. Into the suburbs. Into a different lifestyle that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to live in. So seeing my own uncle go through that Jabari was hard for me. Almost felt unfair. And remembering when Jabari was about, I think, 17, 18, 19, maybe late teens, early 20s, when he had a daughter. And him being arrested for possession. And having to do time. I remember just, I remember just crying when my mom told me. I don't even remember how old I was. I think at this point, maybe 12 to 14. And just crying. Filled with sadness. Grief for him and grief for his daughter. I just felt it was unfair. I'm like, why is this happening? Where he never seemed to have or have a break. To have a period in his life of peace. Because of the realities of his life and his neighborhood and his upbringing. And flash forward. A decade decade long later, plus later. And I had finished college. It was out in the real world. When I got the call from my mom that Jabari had died in a motorcycle accident. I just remember breaking down and just sobbing. I haven't cried like that since my grandma. I haven't felt that much pain in a while. And I felt that pain for Jabari. And I miss him. And I I just, I'm not gonna regret anything because the most high I didn't, I wasn't ready at that moment in my life. I wish I knew what I knew now. So I could have helped him. But the Most High works. In ways that we may not be able to conceive right away. And that was supposed, that was meant to be a lesson for me, looking back. For me to wake up, for me to come onto this narrow path of the righteous, 
for me to be here right now speaking on my past, which I don't open up to about to many people, but I feel comfortable doing it here. And so I understand generational curses and I understand why my people die for lack of knowledge and why my people live in calamity and destruction and strife and it pains my soul. Seeing my people and seeing all these nations go through all this, man, I, I hate it. That's one of my biggest motivators to why I do this work. Because our children, our future seeds, our generations, the lineages don't deserve to go through this. And it's, it's our opportunity to change the course of their lives. It's our responsibility to change the course of their lives. Plain and simple. So when you come onto the narrow path of the righteous, you'll begin to notice instantly areas in your own life and the lives of your family that needs immediate change. I know for certain, had we had the most high as a family, half of these things would never have happened on my dad's side or my mom's side. I know that for a fact. because I know that you're not protected fully without the Most High. That you're left to this Babylonian system without the Most High. It is next to impossible to ignore the changes that need to take place in your family, in your life, with your friends. Because as a righteous person, you are able to see the calamity that affects you and everyone around you. It's as if they don't even see it, oftentimes, that they just think, oh, this is just life. I'm, I'm lucky or I'm unlucky. Oftentimes, we view life in such a basic manner to the point where we aren't even realizing how real and important life is. It's like the older I get, the more I just I just look at people and I'm like, are you even taking your life seriously? The choices that we make. The mindset that we have. It shows that a lot of people have given up. That a lot of people don't have anything to live for. They have only Babylon. We oftentimes simply wonder, wander through our life without no direction and no guidance from the Most High, which is a very lonely life because you truly are alone without the Most High. When you're just a wanderer, just living life according to what you're told, to what you're told to do, what you're told to seek, what you're told that brings you happiness, 
It's all a facade. It's all a smokescreen. It all will lead to your own destruction, plain and simple. When a person lives this way, they begin to lose a piece of themselves and their identity. They lose their soul. Living this way simply accumulates in one's life, and over time you begin to view the world through the lens of lucky and unlucky. You don't view the world in terms of blessings and curses. You begin to view your life as something that happened by accident or at random. Why do you think people believe in evolution or the Big Bang Theory? They believe that poof, one day the world was made. And that science is the reason for everything. And that man is the reason why we're here. That you evolved from a, a monkey. A monkey that you can go see in the zoo. That you evolved from a chimpanzee. Are you serious? A gorilla? Whatever they tell you, whether it's a chimpanzee. I believe it's a chimpanzee they tell you that you come from. That's the mindset of the majority of people. Rather than viewing your life as a gift from the Most High, people are going to believe that it's at random and that people are just lucky or unlucky. They're not going to look at blessings and generational curses. That's this whole point of this Babylonian system is to get you as far away from the Most High as possible. So that ultimately you have no direction, you have no guidance, you have no protection, you have no peace of mind, you have no prosperity, you're suffering when you don't even need to suffer. We are to view life as something that is supposed to be worth living to the fullest. When you view it as a gift, as a blessing, you want to live it to the fullest. A life that is deserving of peace of mind, prosperity, and protection. A life that can easily be filled with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding if you decide to make adjustments to your life and break generational curses in your life and in your family because you could be the one that wakes up a sibling or at least pushes them onto the right path and then the most high takes that over from there because really it's always up to the most high i'm not saving anyone you're not saving anyone you're just warning them out of love you're doing the work of the Most High. You're not doing the work for the Most High. The Most High has to be the one to do it. But you could wake up a sibling. You could wake up a parent. You could wake up a cousin. You could wake up a friend. So that they, them too, can break generational curses for their future seed and lineage. Their future children. And have a chance at what life is supposed to be. And that's the vow that I made for myself and my family. It's that I'm gonna do whatever I can while I'm here on this earth to wake them up 
and get them to get back to the most high. Control what I can control, focus on what I can focus on, but break that generational curse for my children, for my future sons and daughters, so that they can live out the righteous creation of the most high. We have the ability to break generational curses. We as men and women have all the tools necessary and at our disposal to break generational curses. have the ability to get back on track with the most high and to create a world that is much better for our children for our future seed and lineage we have all those tools at our discretion at our disposal There's really no excuse. You know, people die for lack of knowledge, that's one thing. But if you're privy to knowledge, it would be a waste to not act on it, to ignore it, to become lazy. When we should be working diligently, hastily. When we should view time as our most precious commodity and understand that time is of the essence for many of us, for the whole entire world. So when I can examine the generational curses in my family, I'm able to slowly but surely identify where they're coming from and why. And I can take a look at my friends and look at their family lineage and those who are in my life and take a look at why. Because like I mentioned, not every single person is, no one is equal, nor will you see two and two families have the same type of curses if they have any. Of course, you go through your day-to-day stress, setbacks, disappointments, but that's normal. That's not necessarily a curse. A curse is going to be a constant state, a constant occurrence with next to no change. When your whole entire family 
is stricken with illness and poverty and there's no change for generations, that's a curse. That's a generational curse and something needs to be undone. The Most High just doesn't curse people for no reason. The Most High curses us as far as chastisement and punishment to help change our ways. And look back at our ancestors and why they were continually punished and chastised. It's because of their error or of their ways, plain and simple. Because of their wickedness. Because they refuse to change. That's why they were in the predicament that they were in. And they continue to pass those habits down to us until we forgot our identity. Until we forgot our mission. Our reason for living. And now look at the whole entire world as a whole, just in disarray. Just in calamity and destruction. Just in vileness and wickedness. When all you hear, if you decide to watch TV, if you're that naive to watch TV, is destruction and calamity and stress and fear. That's all you're going to get out of the system. And deception and delusion and lies. You're going to be manipulated all the way through. You're not going to see any solutions on your news. You're not going to hear anyone say, hey, we need to get back to the law, statutes, commandments. We need to break these generational curses so that our children and our future can be better. You're going to hear man exalted and praised and worshipped instead of the Most High. You're going to hear other gods exalted and praised and worshipped instead of the Most High. The whole world. is being judged and the prophecies are here many people are living through generational curses I mean billions because of their refusal to get back to the most high to seek the most high I mean you can see it one of the biggest if not it is the biggest in terms of deception is religion because religion is a system it's a business it's a web when you look at it from the top down from the Roman Catholic Church all the way to Christianity it's all the same they may give you different denominations and this and that and different avenues and paths to go down but it all leads to the same wickedness it all leads to the worship of man and the worship of deities in the disrespect and dishonor towards the Most High and the mockery towards the Most High. It's all the same. And why do you think, when you really think about history, why do you think that people go to other lands and colonize them, try to go under the guise of friend friendship and friendliness, only to slaughter and spread disease and destroy and then try to push a false god on them and try to push Christianity on them. Catholicism, push whatever it may be on them. Hinduism, Islam, 
Why do you think this is happening? People losing their lives because they refuse to follow those customs. People coming in and stealing land under the guise of their God, Jesus. Saying that what they're doing is righteous. That it's good. That God is allowing it to happen. No, the Most High is in control. The Most High knows the hearts of men and women. So the Most High is going to know whether you are for the Most High and you're for righteousness and you want change and you hate the system. Or the Most High is going to know that you are wicked. You hate change. You don't want to change. You love the life that you live and you love the system. Even though you have no peace of mind, even though you're living through calamity, even though you hate deep down the life that you're living, you still want to keep your familiarity with this wicked system. So when the Most High knows your heart, the Most High gives you what you deserve. You truly deserve the fruits of your labor in terms of whether you want to live righteous or live wicked. The Most High is only going to warn you for so long. We already know that the Most High is patient with the wicked. How can the Most High be righteous if the Most High is only patient with the righteous? How would the wicked ever learn? None of us were born 100% righteous. I mean, a child is innocent, but what I mean is that we had to be taught the laws, the statutes, the commandments. We aren't at a point in the new kingdom where the Most High circumcise our hearts so that it's already in us, that we don't have to lean on other people to teach it to us, that it's in our spirit, in our soul. We're not there yet. So no one is born all the way righteous. Children are innocent. That's a difference. But when you are an adult in the eyes of the Most High, that's different. Your life has begun, truly. That every decision will have a ripple effect. That there's consequences and repercussions for your actions. And at first, the Most High is going to be very patient on you and very light with you. But the longer you avoid the Most High, the longer you push the Most High away, the longer that you curse or cast away the Most High, the more you will be cursed and the more that it will build up to the point where the Most High can just turn away from you forever. Why do you think these wicked bloodline elites are all going to perish and be the same? Because the Most High put it on their spirits to be this way. The Most High is using them as a puppeteer. He's the master puppeteer, which I've mentioned time and time again. The Most High can control spirits. So when you look at religion and idol worship, I can view it and see through all of it, see through the vast majority of it. Anything tied to it is wicked. And it's led so many people to the slaughter and continues to do so. I mean, if there's one thing that I really wish could be abolished right now to save more lives and wake more people up is this, these religions and this idol worship of Christ and Allah and Buddha and Muhammad, whatever it may be, Hindu gods, deities, worship of yourself as your own God, 
all of this stuff needs to go away because it's going to kill so many people. It's going to destroy so many people. It already is destroying them. And they, they just don't realize it. They, they, they ignore it. They ignore the signs. The vast majority don't realize what's happening. They don't realize what's going to go down. And how these religions are wicked. When I look at the Pope, if I look at any of these pastors, T.D. Jake, Snakes, Creflo Dollar, Olstein, even the ones over in Nigeria that are destroying our people, I can see the wickedness in them. I mean, half of these people that we see on TV, in these churches, or in as celebrities, are Nephilim. Many brothers, such as Surf the Creator, Sora Dawood, Paul Davis, Edgar Mendex, they're all exposing all of this right now because the Most High is exposing it. Most High is putting it on people's spirits to see things for what they are. We're at a time for the Nephilim and the Edomites and all of these other nations are going down. All of them. For their deception and their in their treachery against the Most High and the Most High's people. And this is going to go over the heads of many people because they're not going to understand what I'm, just, I'm discussing. But this is real life. This is a spiritual war that we're going through right now because it is a war of the spirit. It's a, it's a war of the mind, the body, the soul. Your soul is on the line. It's not always the things that you see right away or hear right away. It's the things that your spirit show you. It's the things that the Most High reveals to you that are oftentimes your biggest enemies and biggest weapons against you. You see, when you look at generational curses, not only is a religion an idol worship, it also comes in the form of dietary. My people die for lack of knowledge. You have people out here so fat so big and dilapidated that they can't think straight that they have parasites in their body in their gut therefore affecting their brain eating defiled meats eating genetically modified organisms and not realizing the havoc that it's, it's causing on them You know, when you look around at America, what is it, 35, 40 or more percent people are obese? So more than one in three people are obese. I'm not talking about overweight. I'm talking about obese. To the point where you are open to illness, to disease. You can have a heart attack. You can have a stroke, an aneurysm just by what you eat. 
could have diabetes. You could have all, you could have a plethora of issues just by what you eat. And it's even deeper than that. Why do you think we were given the Leviticus laws? Why do you think pastors, preachers, priests, pope, like they don't speak about this? They may give you little hints here and there, but they don't touch on it deeply. Especially when it comes to the Israelite community, they're not going to touch on that. They're not going to tell you not to eat swine. The vast majority of these, of these false prophets are not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you the laws are done away with. Therefore, it's going to let people think that they can eat whatever they want. When they're eating swine and eating bottom feeders, thinking that it's okay. saying that it's a part of their tradition it's a part of their their history as people i mean if you look down south look at the food that they eat mukbangs and boils crawfish boils shrimp boils all of this just disgusting ways of eating and i can speak on this wholeheartedly because that's how my parents had raised me to eat at one point my mom was to this day still loves seafood still loves shrimp crab all the wickedness all of the abominations i fit people in my family who claim to be christians but eat pork claim to love god but they eat pork and allow themselves to defile their own temple think about that you're allowing your own self to defile your own temple by eating these things not everything is meant for you to snack on or digest then i'm a firm believer that they tampered so much with the Torah, the Tanakh, that they've taken out verses and perverted them so that people are made to believe that we should be eating flesh of animals. I personally, if the Most High reveals to me otherwise, I'll repent and I'll ask for forgiveness. I'm not here to lead anybody astray. I have nothing against anybody who eats meat, but I'm urging you to look into what is in the meat that we have out here today. Too many videos, too many lessons on parasites. And we already know what parasites can do to the brain. The masses have been put, had all of these dietary ways pushed on them. Meat, 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 and then defiled meats, meats, meats. What do you think is going to happen after time if you continue to eat parasites? The most I can't dwell with you if you're unclean. Most I can't dwell with you. Imagine meeting somebody for the first time or having them over somebody that you care for in your life. Are you going to just allow your apartment or room just to be junky and dirty? For somebody who you know is clean and uptight and, and neat? I think the most High is going to dwell with you when you won't even go in. When I personally wouldn't go into somebody's dirty room and hang out. Somebody's dirty car. I don't like that. I, don't, I already feel uncomfortable. So if I feel uncomfortable, then those that love to be in clean areas because it brings peace of mind, it just brings relaxation. When you're in a clean environment, you're relaxed. When you're in a dirty environment, you're stressed out. I, I've started to realize where people are in life just based upon the cleanliness of their lives. I can tell that somebody's going through calamity or turmoil when they constantly have a messy room or they have a messy car. More than often, more often than not, they have a messy temple. It's just the truth.
I used to be messy. My my early to mid twenties. And I just remember like the feeling of feeling uneasy. And just not, I just didn't feel ever comfortable because I was looking back, living in my own filth. I was defiled inside. I was eating the pork, I was eating the shrimp. Therefore, my mind wasn't thinking right. So the generational curses continue. The most I even spoke in Deuteronomy that we would be cursed with diseases that we had never that weren't even mentioned in the Torah. And think about the mockery that the elites place on the, on the masses with the vast majority of people overweight and obese in this world to then give them a fake virus and tell people to, you know, start washing their hands when they should have been doing that already. Telling people basically, "Oh, this is how you should be clean." And then you got people who have the audacity to be breaking dietary laws to then try to call out on the righteous for not wearing a mask, for not wearing two masks, for not getting anal swabs, for not going to get tested. You see how sick these people are in the head? The same people who are out of shape and grunting and tired and exhausted and breathing heavy are going to tell you that they're worried about their safety, that it's your duty, your responsibility to care about their safety. Are you out of your mind? See, this is how, this is when I know the food and the dietary ways that people are destroying them and killing them, that they're curses just by the fact that there's no logic out here in Babylon. There's no wisdom. There's no, there's no nothing. There's no knowledge at all. Just to take that stance and that mindset just shows to me that you are a walking zombie. You're going to have the audacity to get mad at somebody else because you think that they're harming your health. But you yourself are smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, hard alcohol, beer, abundance of wine. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. The most high knows how far I've come. I used to eat these defiled foods, eat pork, eat shrimp. I was at my heaviest 220 pounds just pre-diabetic drinking hard liquor multiple times a week drinking beer all of this wickedness sleeping around all of the wickedness I did to defile myself and I'm at a point now where I don't smoke where I don't eat these defiled foods but as someone who's going to be genuine and be real I drink wine and I know better than that I know I need to cut it out I need to cut it down cut it down and eventually cut it out especially for my children there's no excuse for that but I have to be truthful I have to be honest I have to be transparent and that's something that I know I struggle with but I don't want to pass that generational curse down to my children so that is a goal of mine is to clean up my temple in time for my children so that I don't have to have anything in my system I don't I'm the type of person who, when I started smoking weed when I was about 16, there was, I believe at one point, there, I, I hadn't missed a day for almost a decade. Just to give you an idea as to how tightly 
admit this habit was in my life and how far away it was keeping me from the Most High, how distracted I was. Until I was able to break that. I'm still working on myself. I'm still working on areas in my life, but I'm very thankful to the Most High and the Most High only for bringing me this far. So that's why I can speak on these things and, and just analyze and take a step back and you know question people's mentalities and question where we're at. And not only are there gener generational curses in religion and idol worship and dietary laws, there's generational curses in terms of anger and wrath. The Most High already told us in Proverbs throughout the book to stay away from a wrathful person lest you be like them because how can you think straight like straight or clearly when you're angry especially as a man when you're supposed to be logical you're supposed to put your emotions aside your feelings aside you're supposed to have full control no one should be able to push you off your center not one person no matter what they say or do to you they should not be able to rock you But think about the level of anger and wrath that people exhibit and show. And that definitely has to do with religion, idol worship. It has to do with dietary laws and alcohol and drugs and promiscuity. It 100% has to do with that. Why do you think antidepressants are so big? And men and women, why do you think it's so big? When men are out addicted to porn pixels on a screen more than likely watching transvestites have sex you don't know these people you don't know how demonic a porn star is i remember when i finally broke my soul tie to porn it's been years now for me i think the most high years but men are still into it into their throughout their whole 20s into their 30s into their 40s just destroying their own strength which comes from your semen your own life force for idols on a screen you're basically sacrificing yourself onto them if you think about it and you why do you always feel why do men always feel like they feel like sh crap afterwards you feel unmotivated you feel down you feel ashamed why do you think women nowadays are the most unhappy that they've ever been. They're plagued with depression. It's because of their body count. It's because of the spirits and souls that they've let into their vessel, into their womb, when they weren't meant to sleep around like that. Even the Most High told us not to, not to be too busy to have too many wives or to be too focused on that. And the Most High already told us to have no promiscuity for any men or women in his nations. The Most High doesn't like promiscuity, whether you're a man or a woman, because you're going to have men that tell you, oh, no, men can do that. They can. No, we don't get a pass. Yes, men were meant to breed, and our initial instincts when we have testosterone is to have sex. That's natural, but it's supposed to be meant in a righteous way because we know sex consecrates marriage. So it's really meant to have children. An offspring and then to enjoy your connection with that one with that person if you have two wives you enjoy it with them you don't go around sleeping around 
You don't go around watching porn and getting off to it. You don't go around perverting your situation. And when you look at women and what they're going through and the antidepressants they take and the depression that they're under, it's because they have the soul tie to so many men. Women are not built the same way as men. They're having so many different spirits toy around it with their heart, their soul. Spirits that may be impossible to break, depending on how deep they're into it. I've seen so many girls who took went down that route of just being harlots, man. I'm telling you, because I, I used to sleep with them. I used to be fine with hoes. I was like, okay, whatever. And now you almost can't avoid it because almost every single person has trauma or has a past. Basically 90%, if not more. Because that's a generational curse. These people never taught their daughters. These men never taught their daughters to save themselves, to seek a righteous man. We are so far away from the Most High that it's doing us damage in so many ways. Where people are only able to feed their flesh to feel anything. Think about that. People seeking sex just to feel something for a moment. But then risking their life with STDs and STIs and, and soul ties. Just for a quick fix. I mean, the most empty that I ever felt was when I was juggling multiple, multiple women. I'm telling you, multiple. Eating the defiled foods, drinking all types of alcohol, smoking weed, doing drugs. That's the most empty that I've ever felt in my life, ever, without a shadow of a doubt. These are curses, and these are generational. You receive these generational curses for refusing to return to the laws, the statutes, the commandments, refusing to repent, refusing to seek a, a righteous life in the eyes of the Most High. That's why these things happen. And it's your opportunity to break these generational curses, not for only for yourself, but for your family and your future seed and lineage. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3 through 6 you shall not recognize the gods of others in my presence verse 4 you shall not make yourself a carved image nor any likeness of that which is in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the water beneath the earth verse 5 you shall not prostrate yourself to them, nor worship them. For I am the Most High, your God, a jealous God, who visits the sin of fathers upon children to the third and fourth generations for my enemies. Verse 6. But who shows kindness for thousands of generations to those who love me and observe my commandments. So when we break that down... 
looking at the second commandment. And we already know that the first commandment is the belief in the Most High and the Most High only. But the second commandment is the prohibition of idolatry. It's like the Most High went right to the point. First, you worship me and me only. Second, do not worship anyone else. Like straight to the point. Very imp vital, 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 vital commandments. You can't just follow and cherry pick the commandments that you want. You break one, you're breaking them all. So these generational curses occur because of the decisions that our ancestors made to worship other gods, the decision to idolize the government, to idolize the media, all the narratives that they're given, to idolize the system and chase after money. And when we look at the last part, the Most High had made it that parents, our ancestors who dis disobeyed, are not always punished themselves. I mean, look at Solomon. Sometimes the full results of their sin is in the next generations. I mean, we always know that the Most High deals with us on an individual basis as well as nations and societies. That's one thing that we need to remember, but we also need to remember that we can be affecting our future seed and lineage based on our decisions. So if your grandpa was doing something certain or your great grandpa or your ancestors, and it's still in your family, that's a generational curse. It's passed down. And so children are only fully punished if they adopt and carry out a sinful legacy of their parents. Or if they knew, say they came into the truth of the Most High, but instead of working with their family to change these generational curses, they just accepted them. Because, oh, my family's doing it, I must accept it. So that's how we were to look at these verses and look at our decisions as adults who have come about of idolatry and want the best for our family and our future. Exodus chapter 34 verse 6 through 7 The Most High passed before him and proclaimed the Most High the Most High, God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in kindness and truth. Verse 7, preserver of kindness for thousands of generations, forgiver of iniquity, willful sin, and error, and who cleanses, but does not cleanse completely recalling the iniquity of parents upon children and grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. So when we're looking at the attributes of mercy of the Most High, compassion, graciousness, slow to anger, abundant in kindness and truth, 
the Most High is preserver of kindness for all of our generations. When we follow in the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. You know, that, that helps clean, cleanse us. Not only does repentance and getting right with the Most High help cleanse us, but we're not completely clean because it's been in our family lineage. Until we're in the new land, until we are re circumcised, our hearts are circumcised and changed, until these judgments and prophecies are over with, we're never going to be fully cleansed. So it's important that we understand the iniquities of our family, understand the iniquities of our decisions as a, as a family, so we can break these generational curses and we can, we can get back and get right with the Most High. Leviticus chapter 26. Verse 39 through 42. Because of their iniquity, your remnant will dis disintegrate in the lands of your foes. And because of the iniquities of their forefathers are with them as well, they will disintegrate. Verse 40. Then they will confess their sin and the sin of their forefathers for the treachery with which they betrayed me and also for having behaved toward me with casualness. Verse 41, I too will behave toward them with casualness. And I will bring them into the land of their enemies. Perhaps then their unfeeling heart will be humbled and they will gain appeasement for their sin. Verse 42, I will remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham. Will I remember? And I will remember the land. The iniquities of our forefathers led us into our current captivity, even past captivities. We're here today because of the decision of our forefathers. And we are going through these curses and all of what we're going through in Babylon because it's a reminder of what we did wrong, of breaking our covenants with the Most High, turning our back on the Most High. Our only salvation, our only peace of mind, our only way to prosperity, we turned our backs on the Most High completely. So we're being punished for it. The Most High has given us an opportunity through these punishments to wake up. People are finally waking up, brothers and sisters. They're waking up. Numbers chapter 14, verse 18. The Most High, slow to anger, abundant in kindness, forgiver of iniquity and willful sin, and who cleanses but did not, does not cleanse completely, recalling the iniquity of parents upon children to the third and fourth generations. Most High is a merciful God. Plain and simple.
Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. You must know that the Most High, your God, He is the God, the faithful God, who safeguards the covenant and the kindness for those who love Him and for those who observe His commandments for a thousand generations. So you will be safe when you follow in the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. Plain and simple. In the days ahead, you will be protected because there's a lot of wickedness coming down and coming upon us very soon. I mean, there's already so much wickedness around us, but we aren't even started. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 through 28. See, I present before you today a blessing and a curse. Verse 27, the blessing that you hearken to the commandments of the Most High your God that I command you today. Verse 28, and the curse if you do not hearken to the commandments of the Most High your God and you stray from the path that I command you today to follow gods of others that you did not know. So we know that Moses was in charge of getting the people right, showing us the future of what's gonna happen, the true exodus, and warning us, letting us know these are the blessings, but here are the curses. It's your decision to follow in the law, statutes, and commandments, but it's 100% up to the Most High how he deals with you. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 16. Father shall not be put to death because of sons, and son shall not be put to death because of fathers. A man should be put to death for his own sin. And that's important because we are our own individual people. We're not equal. So you're not going to be held 100% liable for the mistakes and sins of your own father your own mother, this is not all on you. This is not buried on your shoulder. So even if your parents did wicked things that you know about and even did them to you, you're not gonna be punished for them. Everybody has their own individual relationship with the Most High. You can't force somebody to see things your way because maybe that's not their perspective. Maybe that's not their experience. But you also gotta remind yourself that you have the ability and power to break any generational curse. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth today to bear witness against you. I have placed life and death before you, blessing and curse, and you shall choose life so that you will live you and your offspring. First, I'm going to read verse 20. To love the Most High your God, to listen to His voice and to cleave to Him, for He is your life and the length of your days, to dwell upon the land that the Most High swore to your forefathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So Moses 
repeatedly hammers us into the minds of our ancestors about how to conduct ourselves, to choose life, which is to choose the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and to obey and love the Most High and honor the Most High and the Most High only, or to choose death by forsaking the Most High, forsaking the laws, the statutes, the commandments, following other gods. That is death. When I say people are walking zombies, that's because they've chosen death. They may not be physically dead, but spiritually they're empty, they're void. I see a lot of people these days, especially with these masks. These masks are killing people. These masks are allowing people to mark themselves for death. It's deeper than people want to admit or even realize because people die for lack of knowledge. Isaiah 50, chapter 53, verse 5. He was pained because of our rebellious sins and oppressed through our iniquities. The chastisement upon him was for our benefit, and through his wounds we were healed. I'm going to read verse 6. We have all strayed like sheep, each of us turning his own way, and the Most High inflicted upon him the iniquity of us all. So even back when we were with the prophet Isaiah, the nations and the kings at the time would assume that the Most High brought suffering upon Israel. Out of spite or in the wrong way, but in fact, The Most High was punishing Israel for the lack of faith, faithlessness, for forsaking, for following other gods, for not heeding the words of Joshua, of Moses, of King David, of Solomon, of so many before, so many warnings that were ignored. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 Thus said the Most High Accursed is the man who trusts in people and makes flesh and blood his strength and turns his heart away from the Most High So these are the curses of idolatry of believing in man for your salvation Cursed are those who who trust in man in every aspect. I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to put into my body because they have my best interest in hand. Are you serious? When I know who these people are and I know their end goal, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 28 through 29. In those days it will no longer be said, the fathers ate sour grapes, but the teeth of the sons are set on edge. Verse 29. Rather, every man will die for his own sin, and the man who eats the sour grapes, his own teeth will be set on edge. 
So in the future, in the in in these prophecies from the prophet Jeremiah, children will no longer suffer for the sins of their parents. Down to the generation. Because we will be at a point where all is well in the ways that the Most High seeks us to be. And that's where we're headed towards. That's what's on the way. That's what we are to prepare for and get ready for mentally, physically, spiritually. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 1 through 4. The word of the Most High came to me saying, verse 2, Why do you relate this parable upon the land of Israel saying, The fathers eat sour grapes, but the teeth of the sons are set on edge. Verse 3, As I live, the word of the Most High, I swear that there will no longer be anyone among you who uses this parable in Israel. Verse 4, Behold, all souls are mine, like the soul of the Father, so the soul of the Son, they are mine. The soul that sins, it shall die. So back in the days of Ezekiel, through all the warnings, throughout all the chastisement, the Ezekiel gave to the children of Israel, the people still felt that it was unjust, that they were being punished unfairly for their sins, for the sins of their fathers specifically. But Ezekiel had reminded them that that punishment was exacted to those who truly deserved it. Because we remember that, you know, even when the people would repent to the Most High, they'd still worship other gods in secret. They would still partake in the wickedness that they were warned not to do. So no one was 100% clean. No one's hands were clean, 100%. Very few were. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 14 through 17. Then if he begets a son who sees all the sins of his father that he had done, he sees, but does not do acts like them. Verse 15. He does not partake of idolatrous sacrifices upon the mountains, does not lift his eyes toward the idols of the house of Israel, does not defile his neighbor's wife. Verse 16 does not oppress any man, does not keep collateral, does not rob any loot, gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing. Verse 17. Withholds his hand from harming the poor, does not take usury or interest, obeys my ordinances and follows my decrees. He shall not die for his father's iniquity, he shall surely live. So Ezekiel was giving parables to the children of Israel to, for, as a lesson. And the righteous grandson was the one who was able to break that generational curse of the grandfather. 
or of the father, whatever it may be, and change and live. And that's what we are to do right now. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 19 through 20. His father, because he has cruelly oppressed others, has robbed loot from his brother and did that which is not good among his people. Behold, he died for his sin. Verse 19, yet you say, why did the son not bear the iniquity of the father? But the son performed justice and righteousness and observed all my decrees and performed them. He should surely live. Verse 20. The soul that sins, it shall die. A son shall not bear the iniquity of his father, and a father shall not bear the iniquity of his son. The righteousness of the righteous person shall be upon him. And the wickedness of a wicked person shall be upon him. Plain and simple. You can break your own generational curses. It's not on you. Even though it's painful to witness your family go through this, it's not on you for what they do, for what your father did, for what you're taught. You just have to teach yourself and search for the most high. Make the most high your own only teacher, only genuine teacher, only genuine route in life to get back onto the narrow path of the righteous. Hosea chapter four, verse six. My people has been eliminated for lack of knowledge, for you have spurned knowledge, and I will spurn you for serving me. And as you have forgotten the Torah of your God, I, too, will forget your children. Think about all the people we see. Short lives, just calamity throughout their life, death, destruction, stress, pain, misery. People are dying for lack of knowledge making decisions that they have no idea is going to harm them immediately or later down the road that is going to affect their children and their children's children. Life isn't a game. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 For I, the Most High, have not changed, and you, the sons of Jacob, you have not perished. And the Most High is teaching us, though, even though the wicked seem to prosper, it's not because the Most High has changed. It's because the Most High is merciful and patient with sinners. Otherwise, don't you think the children of Israel would have been destroyed immediately? A long time ago, right now, today? The Most High gives time for the, the righteous, so why would we not have time for the wicked? When we know that they have no peace. Don't don't envy the wicked, man. You don't envy anybody who is in turmoil, who's deciding to do wicked things to get ahead in life. Don't envy them because they have the riches of, of this of Babylon. Don't envy them because they have materialism. You don't envy anyone. In fact, you're thankful for the relationship that you have with the Most High. Because not many have one. Psalm 84, verse 11 through 13. For one day in your courtyards is better than a thousand elsewhere. I prefer to stand exposed at the threshold of my God's house than to dwell securely in the tents of the wickedness. Verse 12. For a sun and a shield is the most high, 
God. Favor and glory does the Most High bestow. He withholds no goodness from those who walk in perfect innocence. Verse 13, the Most High, Master of Legions, praiseworthy is the man who trusts in you. So we understand through Psalm, through that Psalm, that it is better to dwell one day with the Most High than live a thousand years of wickedness. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride precedes destruction, and arrogance comes before failure. Facts. It's just, just you see people dying all the time because of their pride, making bad decisions that they're warned about because of their pride. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 15. Justifying an evildoer and condemning a righteous person, both are abominations of the Most High. Plain and simple. Laminations chapter 3, verse 22 through 25. The Most High's kindness surely has not ended, nor are his mercies exhausted. Verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Verse 24. The Most High is my portion, says my soul, therefore I have hope in him. Verse 25. The Most High is good to those who trust in him, to the soul that seeks him plain and simple. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 18. For with much wisdom comes much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases pain. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on your family. Strive to break any and all generational curses because you can do it. Don't let any Christianity or any religious system tell you that you are cursed and you'll never be able to break them. Seek the Most High and the Most High only, and you will find favor and break these curses. Much love. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamity, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them, to those who hate the Most High and His righteous saints along with His creation. To those who try to trick or mock the Most High's righteous saints. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family seed and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth, for the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do his righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous saints of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, 
protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Shalom. Shalom.